and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where this conversation takes place, land which was never ceded, land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Today I'm chatting to Vishali Narang. Originally from Delhi, Vishali recently graduated from Le Cordon Bleu with an advanced diploma in hospitality management. She has a particular interest in patisserie and when she used to work as an auditor, she would bake to relax. What started as a hobby became a dream to own and make pastries and cakes for her own cafe and she decided to come to Melbourne to make that happen. We met at Nico's Cafe in Oakley on a Friday afternoon and the ambiance, aka background noise, was at a premium. I loved it. I think people were speaking Greek to one another and people were ordering the amazing cakes and so on. Vishali said she wants to own a cafe like Nikos and she would love to do that in Delhi. But hospitality is different in India. People work long hard hours for virtually nothing and it's not seen as a worthy career choice. Vishali loves the way food and hospitality are celebrated here in Melbourne, but she'd love to be home. I so appreciated Vishali's generosity in sharing her story and her obvious passion for patisserie and I really hope with time her future plans will become clear. Hi Vishali, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for meeting me. So is this your day off? Yeah, yeah it is. It is. So yeah. and where are you working at the moment? Uh, Pan Pacific, Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and where, that's in the CBD, is it? Uh, no, it's really near the uh, TFO, South Bank. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's right in front of that, yeah. where MCEC is. Okay. Right opposite that. Yeah. yeah, so it's a big international hotel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was interested because obviously I met you at um, the degustation dinner yes. at Cordon Bleu. And are you, is it two years out? Is that... No, no, uh, so I just graduated oh, in June. Oh, you just graduated! Oh, so new! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And straight out into a job. That's really uh, so good. I have been working ever since. Like I completed my certificate three. So after six months into my course, I already got a job. Okay. So uh, I've been working ever since. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So um, I didn't know much about the Port on Bleu before I went the other night. So maybe. So why did you choose them instead of any other chef course? First of all, it offered me um, the course that I'm, I was really looking for, that was the advanced diploma, because it was much more beyond just the uh, practical uh, practical skills. It was more of how to run an operation, how to run, an, uh, run a business. Yeah. So I wanted that because uh, that's what I aim to do gradually within my future course of time that I really want to open my own startup. But to do that, I think you require much more than being just a good chef. You should be a good business person. Like you should have the aptitude for business. So first of all, the reason I chose Lee Cotton Blue was that they had this course that offered me all the three things. That was the practical skills, um, advanced practical skills, and the uh, business perspective of running the operations. Second of all. Um, I did look into a lot of options uh, across various countries, but I thought that Australia 
there was one more personal reason of coming to Australia was that I already had a bit of family here, so I had a little bit of support. And second of all, I thought the name in itself is very prestigious. Like being associated with such a big name, yeah, it, it gives you um, it gives a good impression in your resume or CV. Yeah. So yeah, that's the reason I chose the Cordoba and Cooks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so how long ago did you come here to start there? I actually came in 2019 um, December, but I was supposed to start my course in 2020 oh, yeah. January. No, and the course was supposed to end, I think, in March, but because of the COVID situation, lockdown situation, our course got extended, and we eventually let go, like till June. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I really like that idea. It's, it's interesting what you're saying about businesses. I just actually spoke to the founders of Fonda, the Mexican restaurant. Yes, yes, yes. And he, um, so he and his friend saw a niche in the market for Mexican street food but they're not chefs and they don't yeah. have a hospitality background and he was saying he thinks it's much easier for someone like him to set up a restaurant and then get in a chef because yeah. the business side of things is so important so that's sort of interesting that you've also had that idea but you yeah. but you do want to be a chef yeah I mean I well. always wanted that even though I might be working in the kitchen but I should have an idea of what's going on in my business even yeah. if I, I hire someone else to handle my business operations, I should have a night. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I should have a rough idea of what's going on in my business so that no one comes up and just fools me and just says this is how things go on. Yeah. I should have that knowledge that I can say, no, this is the wrong way and this is the right way, I know it. Mm. So, yeah, that's the reason I wanted to have a little brief introduction of the business aspect and not just say Yeah. And what sort of business do you think you'd like to have? What sort of... Um, a restaurant or a cafe or a cafe more yeah. or because I'm actually not much into cuisine aspect of the kitchen. I'm majorly into patisserie. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, so I'm a pastry chef. Like oh, I did my certificate three and four in patisserie specifically. So that's my uh, forte and that's my interest area. So I do want to start a cafe and I can hire a chef yes. who can take care of the other things in the kitchen. But yeah. So just a cafe with like something similar to Nico's, yeah. but back in, in my own country, maybe. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Probably. I mean, yeah. um, this is not something I'm stubborn about the location, but yeah, the business uh, structure would be something similar to where we are sitting right now, like a cafe where people just can casually come in for a cup of coffee, have some desserts. Yeah. And if they want something savory, we do have something offering savory. Yeah. And in which city are you from? I'm from Delhi. I'm from Delhi. Yeah. Right. Amazing. And so what do you think it is about pastry that you find appealing? Because for me, I, I feel like you have to be very precise with pastry. Yeah, it? that's that's what I like because it's clearly defined. Like, since I'm working at Pan Pacific now in hot kitchens as well, it's very different to patisserie. In patisserie, it's up to a gram you have to be precise. Like, you can't really go half a gram here, half a gram there. If the recipe says that, you have to stick by it. So the precision is what I like because it, it ensures 90% of giving you the exact same product and the consistency and it's easier to ensure the customer satisfaction is up to the same level where you want like you can control it this is what my opinion is but I'm still working in hot kitchen it's something still new to me and when I've talked to other chefs they say cooking is as precise as patisserie is um, but I differ like I differ in the opinion like I don't think so that's yeah. the case 
I mean, that's, I've always heard as well that, about the precision yes. of it, and I think yeah, if you don't if you don't get it right, then it can fail. It's, it's so, either fail or bad. Yeah. Like, it, it will go amazing, but there's no in between. You can't fix things that easily as you can in cooking, I suppose. Yeah. But this is, I think, a little unexperienced version of me in terms of hot kitchen. So yeah, I'm still exploring that thing. Like, is it the same or is it different? Yeah. yeah. And so um, I teach French as well as um, write about food. And um, yeah. <laughs> and one of my students asked me the other day whether I've ever tried to make macaron, and I have. I went to a class, and they are so hard. And it's then the they were saying as well these students who might are maybe 15 or 16. They were saying they've tried as well, and it, it just didn't. They, they failed. Yeah. And why is that? Is it about the oven? Or about the egg white it's everything I mean it's a combination of everything because um, I remember when I was struggling like so my career like this this, uh, profession started very weirdly like I wasn't a chef from the beginning I was an accountant I was in auditing actually to be precise so that was my something that I used to I do used to bake to get my stress out from the offices so I tried macarons I remember one time and um there's so much almond meal that goes into it. Yeah. It's such a costly dessert that my mother was like, why did you even try when you were not confident? Everything went in the bin. It's actually, I think, the ovens yeah. and it's the folding process. It's yeah. very, very technical. Yeah. And uh, I remember how stressed I was when we had our exam and we got new. We had an exam with the macarons. It was nerve-wracking because it was the only time that you, like because you can't redo it, you don't have enough time to redo it, you pass or you fail. Yeah. So it's the folding process and it's uh, how you do the egg whites, how you incorporate the egg whites. It's a very, uh, I, I don't know where the word, but it's very precise, like you should know what kind of consistency you're actually looking for when you're folding it. And yes, some, many a times ovens do play a bit major role, even if your batter is good. Yeah. If the ovens are not good enough, then it, it would just fail. I think it's the same with any kind of meringue or any kind of egg white um, pastry or dessert. Because yeah. um, New Zealand, we think we invented the pavlova. I know Australians think they do, but anyway. And, um, and my mum was an amazing pavlova maker, but I think it, 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 she also had a great oven. And I think yeah. that hot temperature yeah. to get it however they're meant to be. I don't actually like pavlova, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't. Yeah, I know people like it. Iconic dessert, but yeah. yeah. Do you have um, a favourite dessert you like to make? Tiramisu. Ah. I love making it, like, I love eating it. I never get sick of it. Yeah. It's the best dessert. Yeah. yeah. And when you were doing that, so um, you were baking when you were in a, um, you were auditing or an accountant. That yeah. was that was in back in Delhi. Back in Delhi, yeah. And what kind of things would you? Where, where would you get your inspiration when you were baking? Um, it was majorly just the YouTube. I used to watch a lot of YouTube, and uh, weirdly, I I feel old by saying that, but Instagram was not that a big deal that time, like as much as it is now. But um, it was majorly the YouTube videos, and I suddenly like I used to come at 11 p.m. at home, and suddenly I didn't want to go go to bed. I was like, okay, fine, I'll do the I'll do some baking, and I used to make some cakes, take it to the office tomorrow next day. People used to like it, and I love those compliments coming. And then I think, why not this profession? Why just sit in front of a computer for hours and just do something that, uh, that you know, people tend to ignore the hard work and everything. Yeah. So, that's it. 
that's that's where the inspiration really came from. It's brave though really, to change careers like uh, that. It was much. I mean, I know it's brave, and it's it was again very nerve-wracking coming from um, a family like that. My parents always wanted me to be like sitting in office, having a very good job, doing my MBA and everything. They had a lot of aspirations and everything to me. It, it it was really a tough decision. I I am st- I'm still I, I still sometimes get nervous. Like, what if I I'm not able to make something out of it and I yes. just fail big time? Are you enjoying it? Yes, I am. Like thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? I feel like it'd be quite nerve-wracking in a big. Is it a big kitchen at the Pan Pacific? Um. No. It, yeah. It's a. It's a good enough. Like I wouldn't say it's a small kitchen. It's big enough. Um. Yes. It's the biggest I've worked till now. So yes. And is it is it stressful or is it, or do you quite like that feeling of the buzz of service and so on? So um, this was my first time I have worked. I'm working in a place where direct service takes place because I uh, I worked in Brunetti earlier. I worked in the donut shop right across. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, back in India, I had a I, I worked in the similar concept like Brunetti's. So I always worked in a bakery outlets where I've, I've always been just in the back and just doing and I. Don't where the customers are going to eat it but in a hotel it's majorly like the customer orders in make something and it directly goes to them yeah. like it's a la carte yeah. so that's a good experience it was first for me and I'm really liking it and I'm learning the hot kitchen stuff which is yeah. which is really interesting for me because it's something beyond the city yeah. and I want I do want to get a taste of everything and I just want to I don't want to be stubborn about just publicity though it's my areas of expertise moreover uh, we are still in a development stage at uh, Pan Pacific to have a good patisserie kitchen okay yeah so it's in a development process and um, the chefs are working really hard to you know develop it and start everything in house yeah so it's it's I think it's uh, it's a feeling in itself when you are in the development process because you are part of the journey like of things developing again so yeah that's yeah it's interesting yeah and, and what is the process um, at the Cordon Bleu? So you, so you, you did you did patisserie or you, you yeah, yeah. So, so you didn't do other like the hot kitchen stuff as well. No, so you? because I was in patisserie. Yeah, right. That's why I didn't do any hot kitchen stuff. Okay. We were focused on baking and patisserie. Yeah. Uh, the course was structured all in that way. Okay. Me, and there were hardly any hot kitchen stuff like. Um, yeah, we didn't do any cuisine aspect, like different cuisines and everything. It was majorly patisserie oriented, of course. Yeah, and is that ma- mainly French style? Patisserie? Yeah, obviously, yeah, with it is. Cordon Bleu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they have majorly French inspired desserts and everything. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, we are lucky. We are learning the original stuff. Yeah, it's that's nice. right. And the recipes are really nice. So yeah. It works outside the kitchen. Because I did training, uh, I did a short course back in India. Things did work out when we were in the kitchens with the chefs and we were doing it. But when you would try the same things at home, it somehow failed. Oh. I think the recipes had a glitch or we didn't were not given the knowledge of how to substitute things because you don't find everything what you find at the institute. In that aspect, the Cotton Blue was really nice. They, other than um, just sharing the recipes, they did give us the substitutes that you could use if you don't find it at home or you don't find it at your business. So that was a really nice aspect of the learning. I guess too, it's important to know or to learn um, what 
different how different ingredients work yeah. and then different combinations so not just reading the recipe yeah, yeah, but and just making it having that background knowledge as well is that what the Cordon yeah. Bleu does? Yeah. 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 yeah and the chefs are really like um, trained they have had run operations of themselves so that's that's uh, again very nice to learn from someone who's who has a lot of experience in the industry so. yeah and do you still do some baking at home? Uh, not really like after <laughs> Eight or nine hours of shift, and when I get back home, I don't have any energy to do anything else other than just doing my household chores. Yeah, so yeah. And do you get much of a chance, an opportunity to go and eat um, in other places around Melbourne? Yeah, I do occasionally. Like, I do, do have days off, so I tend to try to go out and explore places. But I'm sort of a lazy lad. <laughs> That's the reason that I tend to sit back, go relax those two days, and then go back to work again in a high spirit. Yeah. But yeah, I, t- I try a lot that I go out and try new things. Yeah. That's what I like. But do, you, do you have a favourite or a place you like to go? Um, I really don't have some place that I go regularly. It's always a different place, always a different place. I don't want to repeat the things unless they're True. amazing, amazing. Because yeah. I think I tend to miss on to a lot of things if I keep repeating things. Yeah. Yeah. And do you still get that inspiration from YouTube or Instagram? Instagram now. now. More of Instagram because I follow a lot of chefs on that and they do have small clips, small tips and everything and it's pretty nice because I think Instagram is much more interactive now. YouTube is like one sided mostly. That's right. But Instagram is very like you can really interact with the chefs if you have any doubts, if you really like something, you can just comment and anything. And people do reply to your questions. If they are active themselves on, and no one else is handling their page. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. So, do you have a bit of a plan about you know going forward, how long you might be, where you are, or? Actually, I have been making those plans, but they tend to deviate a lot. Like, I never thought that I would ever, ever work in a hotel. Yeah. Because I was totally against hotels. Like, I thought, like, oh, no, that's not my thing. But um, an opportunity came came by, and I just thought, and in that time, I thought, like, why not? So, as for the plan, the major, bigger goal that I'm looking at is starting my own business. Mm. So, I want to gather as much experience as I can before I start that. Meet as many as chefs, develop as much as connection that I can. Yeah, that's that's the plan. But the a major aim is to start my own venture one day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the place is not decided yet. Like whether it's going to be Australia or India. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? How exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Vishali Narang, who recently graduated from Le Cordon Bleu. If you're interested in finding out more about Le Cordon Bleu, you can check out their Instagram at Le Cordon Bleu Australia. That's L-E-C-O-R-D-O-N-B-L-E-U Australia. As for me, I'm also on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef. And if you want to read the chat, you can head to www.conversationwithachef.com. Now, I would really love it if you told a friend about my chats, and you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Once again, thanks for listening, and have a great day.